I want to reiterate that you can do it all. You can be a successful multi-passionate entrepreneur and manage multiple brands and businesses, but you must have organization and management skills. And so over the next couple of weeks in this series, this is something that we are going to delve in much deeper so that we can help multi-passionate entrepreneurs all over the world find their rhythm and their balance and to build big without losing balance or becoming overwhelmed and burned out. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communication specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hey, 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 family, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. I am your host, Dr. Charity C. Campbell, and it is my pleasure and my honor that you have decided to tune in yet once again to this podcast. I am so excited because we're starting a new series. Today's topic is the Bezalel anointing. You can do it all. We just completed a seven-week series on transforming negative self-talk to positive affirmations and becoming your best self. This week on today, we're beginning a new series that's primarily focused on being a multi-passionate entrepreneur and how to not lose balance in the process. I want to reiterate that you can do it all. You can be a successful multi-passionate entrepreneur and manage multiple brands and businesses, but you must have organization and management skills. And so over the next couple of weeks in this series, this is something that we are going to delve in much deeper so that we can help multi-passionate entrepreneurs all over the world find their rhythm and their balance and to build big without losing balance or becoming overwhelmed and burned out. Now, if you are brand new to the term multi-passionate entrepreneur, don't worry, I was too a few years ago. Um, it was around 2016 when I had just finished graduating from my doctoral program. And I knew that I wanted to go into academia, but I didn't want to, I, I just didn't want that to be my only focus. You know, like I, I was building a brand over the past, um, over like five to seven years. Um, and it was very successful. I mean, it was a consistent brand. People could identify me, um, my brand with me and me with my brand. No matter where I was, no lie, I would go to uh, I would go to random places, and someone would come up to me and be like, "Hey, you're Lady Judah, aren't you?" And I'm like, "How you know me, boo?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, I, re I I remember you from YouTube or from Facebook, you know." And it's just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I had to go through this 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 transformation process after I graduated, um, which actually 
was not my own doing. Facebook, I, somebody reported my name um, on Facebook the day of uh, the day of my graduation speech because I guess somebody was searching for me um, on Facebook and they couldn't find me, so they found Lady Judah and they're like, "That's not her name," and so they reported the name and. It was this big old snafu. Anyway, um, it prompted me to have to change my brand, and which I needed to anyway, because I was no longer that version of myself. I was no longer Lady Judah. I was now Dr. Charity. And so I needed to figure out how I could take all of the things that I loved, all of my passions, and I tried to compress them into one brand. I really did. Dr. Charity TV. It started out with uh, it was a compression business. It was a compression brand where it, it tied in my leadership and inspiration. It tied in my health and wellness journey and my travels, you know, my love for traveling and, and just discovering the global God. And it was a flop because it was so confusing. There was no clarity. I had, you know, for those now people who follow me because they love me and their friends and family, you know, that was different. They, they might like, whatever post they feel like liking at the time. But my target audience didn't know who to identify with. They didn't know if they should identify with, with, you know, the woman who is speaking inspirationally and, or talking to leaders, or do they, do they like, do they like the one who's losing weight and exercising and posting, you know, pics of her food or do they like the one who just, you know, went on a backpacking tour through Europe and she's posting, you know, these photos? Like they, they didn't know which one was me. And even though they're all me, it just, it wasn't a clear message of who I wanted my target audience to associate with, to identify with. And so what I had to do was separate them. And we're going to talk about how separating your ideas, all of your different passions and prioritizing them, organizing them, putting them in an organizational management type of situation that will help you get your things together. So in 2016, I knew that there had to be something out there that could define me, who I was, who I wanted to become, um, the different brands that I had. And so I was doing some deep, deep research on brother Google. And I came across this, uh, multi-passionate entrepreneur, this, this woman by the name of Marie Forleo, who is just amazing. And, um, she actually coined the term multi-passionate entrepreneur in the early 2000s. As a matter of fact, in 2016, I believe it was in 2007, uh, when I first heard of the term, but I didn't really think much of it. Um, in 2016 was when I saw the term again with Marie Forleo and I, I easily identified, Hey, I remember that term. And she talked about embracing your passions and how to position them properly for the story that you want to tell and, and being able to tell that story in a way that it resonates with your audience. And so I thought about that and it took me some time. I mean, I brainstormed, I wrote things down, but it took me some time before I actually put any action behind those ideas because I didn't have clarity myself. And so one thing that I started doing was looking at 
looking at other historical figures who were multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Um, Marie Forleo actually talks about Leonardo da Vinci, how he was a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Maya Angelou, we know sister girl, rest in peace. She was a multi-passionate entrepreneur. There's so many other historical figures too, but the one that I want to really focus on is Bezalel. Now, this is a multi-passionate entrepreneur who you may have never heard of, uh, but he is more historical than uh, Leonardo da Vinci. He goes all the way back to the book of Exodus in the Bible. And um, we're going to talk about who Bezalel is. So I'm just going to read you this passage of scripture so you can see where his name appears. Um, there are two, by the way, there are two Bezalels in the Bible. Okay. There are two Bezalels that are mentioned in the Bible, but the one that we are going to focus on is the one that's in Exodus. Okay. So Exodus chapter 35, verse 30 through 35, I'm reading from the new international version. It says, then Moses said to the Israelites, see, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, and to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic craft. And he has given both him and Oholiab, son of Ahesamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with the skill to do all kinds of work as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen, and weavers, all of them skilled workers and designers. All right, so let's break down Brother Bezalel, okay? Because as you can see, this is, this is a lot. He had a lot of skills, very, very, very talented man. And uh, so the first thing was that he had wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. So the Bible um, in the NLT version calls him a master craftsman, okay, a master craftsman. And so the second thing was that he was an expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. And when I looked up, what do you call someone who works with gold and other metals? It's a goldsmith. And so not only was he a master craftsman, but he was a goldsmith. The third thing is that he was skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones. So he was also a jeweler. Like that's, that's what we call it a modern, modern day jeweler right there. The fourth thing about Bezalel, his fourth passion, his fourth talented area is that he was skilled in carving wood. Hello, carpentry. <laughs> Brother Bezalel was a carpenter as well. Not only that, but look at, look, if you go back to the, to, to verse 34, it says that he was, he was given the ability to teach others. So he was also a teacher, a trainer, a coach. So that was a fifth skill that he had as well. And then if you take a look at another, you take a look at another, it says that he was skilled in designing embroidery and weaving. Well, that is a designer and embroiderer. So not only, okay, let's, let's just clarify this. Okay. Not only did brother Bezalel uh, have gifts and talents and a passion for, um, being a teacher, trainer, and coach. He also was a carpenter. He was a designer and embroiderer. He was a jeweler. He was a goldsmith and an overall master craftsman. Now, I don't know about you. I don't have seven, to, <laughs> I don't have seven different things, different passions that I'm trying to work on. 
I just have about three or four. You know, three for me is um, my leadership, my inspiration brand, which is leadership, uh, focusing on leadership and multi-passionate uh, entrepreneurialism and uh, communication, like how you communicate with yourself and with others, cross-cultural communication, digital communication. Then also I have my um, travel brand, which is Doctora the Explorer. And then I also have my health and wellness brand. But the fourth thing is me and academia, you know, as a presenter, as a speaker, as a um, teacher trainer, as a student coach, a leadership coach. So I have those areas that I focus on. And when I started, when I started asking God, how does this apply to me? Because I can, I can identify with Bezalel, even though it seemed like he was more skilled and talented, um, because he, you know, he was, he was designing everything. He was building everything, including the Ark of the Covenant. And so I, I was in my, um, I was in my study time, of course, like I said, um, back in August, 2020, when I first came across brother Bezalel. Okay. That was the first time I actually had heard about him or read about him, um, in the Bible. And as I was doing this devotional on how to, uh, be a more effective, creative kingdom entrepreneur, and I was reading about him, I just, I felt like I needed to go deeper. I needed to do a deeper study. And what I realized is that being skilled, having wisdom, um, also, I believe it said that he had uh, the expertise in all kinds of crafts. Being able to do that also takes an understanding of who you are and what the task at hand or what the project at hand calls for. Sometimes when God give you an idea, he'll give you an idea and you think you're supposed to act on it immediately, like right away. But maybe he hasn't given you the strategy of how to begin building it. Since he's the ultimate creator, he already knows that if there is an idea, there needs to be a strategy in order to carry it out. So sometimes it may take a while it may take a while, even a few years. Like in my case, it took me about four years to get the strategies for my different brands before God will give you a strategy because he may be giving you the idea simply so you can write it down for a future time. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that uh, God knows the plans that he has for you. And if you think about it, plans usually have timelines and specific deadlines. Just because God may give you an idea right now, or just because you may have an idea right now of what it is that you really, really want to do. If you do not have a strategy, if you do not have a strategy, maybe it is not for you to implement at this moment. What you do is you write it down, write down every single thing that comes to your mind. Do not trust your memory. Okay. Do not trust your memory. Write it down as soon as it happens or record it, you know, pick up your, uh, your mobile device and do a, a voice memo or write it down in your notepad or whatever it is that you, however you record your notes, don't trust your memory, write it down. And when you begin to do that, come back and revisit the idea. Or you, you might find that as you progress along your journey and you start, you know, you continue to think about your passions and you work on your passions, you may find that there are bits and pieces, little clues, cause destiny leaves clues, little bits and pieces of, of maybe this should be added to my brand, or maybe this should be added to my business. or maybe this should be added to my, my project or my book or to my album, or maybe to my uh, marketing strategy. Maybe this should be added to my home daycare or my homeschool, whatever, you know, whatever your idea is. So as you, 
as you submit to his timing, because he will show you the strategy in his timing, whether it comes directly to you or through a coach or through, you know, a mentor or through classes, through, you know, searching on YouTube, you will get the strategy and he'll give you the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge necessary to not only build your dream, but how to organize, manage, and launch that idea as well. It does get overwhelming at times, but you just have to learn to breathe, write everything down. I cannot stress that enough. Write everything down that comes to your mind. Do not trust your memory. Step back and take a look at the task and say, okay, what is the absolute most necessary task that needs to come first? And then prioritize your creativity and start with number one. See, in order to master being a multi-passion entrepreneur, you have to manage being a multi-passion entrepreneur. And that means managing all of your passions. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about some, some management and organization strategies to help you not only um, build your idea, but how do you brainstorm it? How do you organize? How do you manage it? And how do you launch it? so that you can do this with all of your multiple passions and ideas and go from concept to creation to consistent execution without losing balance. So I'm really, really excited about this series that we're gonna do over the next couple of weeks. Don't forget to subscribe to the Leaders Lab podcast, download today's episode, rate, comment, and share so we can reach millennial leaders all across the globe. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Charity TV or at Dr. Charity TV. You can also follow me on youtube.com forward slash Dr. Charity TV and also facebook.com forward slash Dr. Charity TV page. But of course, you can see all of that information in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.